Welcome back to Bible Love. We are uh, continuing, well, we're ending the Psalms today. We'll talk more about that in a minute. This is the feast day of Justin Martyr. So let us pray. O God, who has given your church wisdom and revealed to it deep and secret things, grant that we, like your servant Justin, and in union with his prayers, may find your word an abiding refuge all the days of our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. Well, Alan, I think it's time to let the cat out of the bag and tell everybody what we're doing this summer. What do you think? I think so. Good. Well, we going have, on vacation. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, we're going on vacation, but we've worked really hard over the last couple of months to go ahead and record everything that's going to be coming out this summer. So it's still going to be coming out on a weekly basis. But we wanted to do something different, kind of like what we did um, last summer. And we have invited some people that we call creatives in ministry um, to join us over the next couple of um, months. And so we have people like Danielle Hitchin from Catechesis Books, Kendall Vanderslight from Edible Theology, uh, Milena Lunar from Storymakers, Scott Gunn from Forward Movement, Aaron Ward from Sober Spirituality, Liturgies for Parents, um, Kayla Craig, Ashley Walk- Wallace from the Liturgical Home, and finally, Lindsay Harden Friedman, who wrote the book um, Bible Women. Um, so I'm so excited for everybody to hear these wonderfully creative folks and the work that they've done and the re- resources they have. Um, one thing we're going to try to do is a lot of these folks have great Instagram accounts. And so link those so that you all can continue to see the work they do. And we're excited about it this summer. What are, what, how do you feel about it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it started as a way for you and I to to get some time away and do whatever we're going to do this summer. And so we front loaded. We did a bunch of these episodes. They're all done. Well, I still need to edit all of them. That that'll happen, hopefully. Um, But in the conversations, right, um, just the the theme of ways to make scripture come alive for folks, ways to make the liturgical seasons come alive. I mean, we on this podcast, we stick to the Bible, but we can't help but talk about um, liturgy and the seasons because we're both Episcopal priests. And so we live and die by the liturgical calendar. And to see folks who are doing this for adults or kids, um, things that have been important to me in my own spiritual walk, like story makers or liturgies for parents. Then there's things like edible theology that I never knew about that, that I've now started to follow because we had a conversation. And so just seeing the ways that, that folks live out their faith, some are clergy, some are lay people that just had a good idea. Um, just ways that folks can, can use their gifts and, and help God's story come alive. Yeah. It's always inspiring to me when I get to see other people and what they're doing and their creative movements, but also like what God has inspired in them. 
you know, and it just felt really important to us for us not to keep this a secret and to share it with you all. And so, um, we're just so excited about it and we really want you to follow them on social media and like, let them be a part of your lives because the work they're doing is super important. So speaking of Scott Gunn and forward movement, what what do you want to tell the listeners today? Um, I'm a fan of forward movement. No, forward movement. If you don't know, it's an Episcopal publishing house. They do day by day, those little booklets that you maybe pick up in the back of the church or um, the apps that maybe you use. They, um, we are now a partner with them. We are one of the affiliate podcasts of, of forward movement. So you'll like, if you're listening to this, nothing has changed, right? Everywhere you find us, YouTube, our website, Apple podcast, everywhere it's the same. The back end, like the way we get it to you is a little bit different because we have some better tools now, part of our partnership with forward movement. Um, but if you're on the forward movement website, and you can go to all their podcasts and they have some of their own, like uh, morning at the office, um, which is the morning prayer every day, things like that, that they produce. They're up there, but then they've got other um, affiliate podcasts, one on liturgy, one on, I forget what all they are. And they were looking for a Bible podcast to add to it. And so they said, Hey, y'all have a Bible podcast. So we're excited about that. We hope new folks can can discover us because um, we love the conversations we get to have with with con- with uh, parishioners uh, from our congregations and other places that that find us. So it's great for us. I think it'll be great for you all, listeners, and the ways that um, maybe we can get some new folks on as guests because that's another thing Forward Movement has is a roster of smart folks who have written books are connected to them. And and so Scott has told us he would introduce us to people who need to come tell us what they think about the Bible. And Mm -hmm. you hear enough about what Mary Balfour and I think about the Bible. So uh, some fresh voices there will be great. Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting for me. And I think for you too, Alan, in the fact that not that we like are just, like, oh, we're going to be Episco famous or whatever. It's more not because we're not, um, but it's more to me like we've, this is the end of, well, after the summer will be the end of season two and we'll start season three, which kind of blows my mind that, that this little thing that you and I started is, and now we have lots of subscribers and people that it's a part of their formation every week. Um, but I have sometimes felt limited. Like it's just like the people you and I know, um, which is great, and we love all those people. But what excites us about being a part of forward movement is that we hope this will get into the ears of more people and so that they will be able to deepen their love of the Scripture and, more importantly, their relationship with God. So for us, that is so exciting, um, and we're thrilled, and we... um I just feel so happy about this. It just brought a big smile to my face and I'm, I'm really can see God working on this little podcast that we started two and a half years ago. And here we are. So that's awesome. So it has been a long journey through the Psalms. Um, We decided just as a recap to you all to take sort of this entire semester, if you're thinking academic terms, 
um, to talk about the Psalms. And I don't regret that at all because there are so many and we did it differently. We didn't go right through each one. We kind of talked about some of our favorites and the Psalms to me are honestly one of the most important part of the Bible. I mean, it, it just lends to our lives and who we are in our relationship with God. So um, this will be the last time we're talking about the Psalms for now. Maybe we'll come back to it later. But um, I was talking to my dad last week and he was like, what are you going to do the last one on? And he said, you know, a lot of people think there's only 150 Psalms. And I was like, yeah, but there's not. There's 151. Well, that 151 is in the Apocrypha. So if you have a Bible that does not include the Apocrypha, you would not see that Psalm 151. So I approached Alan about this and said, maybe this would be a good way to sort of end this um, series on the Psalms. So thought we would talk about that a little bit today. Um, I did a little Wikipedia search, you know, our good friend Wikipedia to learn a little bit more about Psalm 151. But one of the cool things about Wikipedia is it also tells you like other references. And let me just tell you that Psalm 151 has been used in TV shows with hip hop, hip hop artists, with other musicians. Like it's made its itself known sort of in the um, secular world, which I think is always a cool thing. Um, one of my favorites ones is that Jay-Z of Beyonce and Jay-Z used Psalm 151 as a metaphor in the 2022 song, God Did. So, I mean, not only is it cool to read the scriptures for yourself, but Jay-Z is telling you it's cool. Yeah, right. Artist Psalm 151. What do you think of that? Isn't that neat? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Taylor Swift hasn't, you know, to pick up on, on last week's conversation with Caitlin. Uh, you know that, that we're Swifties here. I'm sure she will at some point in one of her millions of songs she writes. But it is interesting how scripture in general finds its way into everyday language, right? Like either the King James Bible or William Shakespeare has influenced basically everything that, that we, at least in English, say. And for something like this on 151 that's not ever present, right? Like it's not going to be in the Bible and the hotel nightstand. Right. But but that it's still found, um, it's still source material for popular music, right? Like God's word speaks even through um, Jay-Z. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool. Not even through, like especially through, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's, right, there's Christian artists and Christian rappers even and all of that. And I love some of that stuff. But right, uh, God's uh, beauty and the, the beauty of the arts doesn't require someone to to label themselves Christian. Yeah, and you know, I think sometimes you you think about all these famous people, like, are they Christians, or do they have a religious life or whatever? And it kind of makes my heart sing a little bit to know that. I mean, maybe Jay Z's not, but that, that he went to the Bible as a source of inf- inspiration to write this song. So I just thought that was cool and thought since we had been on the Taylor Swift kick, now we needed to bring some Jay-Z in and um, maybe some of our younger listeners will think that we're cool, Alan. Maybe no. so. Oh, please. 
<laughs> okay, so let's talk about Psalm 151 just a little bit. It's actually a very short psalm. It's only um, seven verses. And it, at first reading, which I will admit I've not spent a lot of time on this. I'm just kind of getting my feet around it. But it has a very masculine voice to it. Um so it starts out with, and so I'm assuming David wrote this, but I was small among my brothers and the youngest in my father's house. I tended to my father's sheep. So having that masculine voice and, and what this makes me think about is David reflecting on him being the one probably not to be the one chosen as king, right? And he's like kind of off, off, off the way, and, but yet he is the one that is chosen. He's the youngest, he's the smallest, and he's the sheep sheep carrier, person that carries for the sheep, not the one that would be made king, right? So, you know, I'm sure there's like some feelings of processing like me, I'm the one that you're that you're asking for and I know that Alan and I can relate to this, but I hope that all people can relate to this. You know, I know that when I felt like I could not stop listening to God talking to me about becoming a priest. One thing that kept coming through my mind over and over and over again was me. You want me? Like, I can't believe you want me, but I don't even think that's just about the priesthood. I think that's just about every calling, you know, whether it's you're being called to be the person that's in charge of the blessing box at the church, whether you're the person being called to, um, bake strawberry bread to take to parishioners, like, I think there there is some joy in that wonderment of like, oh, God, you want me to do this, you know, and I love that. And I feel that a lot. And that must be what David was feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think back to, you know, to go way back when we were in numbers, I think. Right. And there's this list of everyone has jobs and there's the architects and there's the goldsmiths and all of this. And we talked about, right, God calls people to all of that. Um and you and I get to stand up front and you and I get to do certain things, but like this place isn't running if it's just me. Okay. Lord help this place. I, like I think about um, every newcomer, every visitor that, that comes to the St. Martin's, right? Well, the ones that fill out one of the little card things, right? Like, yeah, which we beg them to do. <laughs> yeah. They would expect the phone call from me and I send them an email and, and whatever, but Christine, um, who listens to the podcast. So hi, Christine. Shout uh, out to Christine. Yeah. She, she calls every one of them and almost to a person. When I talk to that uh, visitor again, they say, you know, it just, when Christine called, cause this is a parishioner, right. Who has a million other things to do, but Thanks. loves this community and wants others to know that they're loved and that this place accepts and, and welcomes them. They feel oh, it. Christine, I love your ministry. Yeah. I awesome. mean, Keep she, doing it. And God called you to that. That's awesome. Yeah. And she just came to me one day and said, hey, um, what are we doing? And can I do this? Yes, you can. And it's one of, I think, the best things we have going here as far as why we have people that stick around is because there's a parishioner who shares the love of God with a phone call every week. Yay. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you, Christine. Keep doing that work because it is so important. Um, Okay, so then we go into verse two. My hands made a heart, my fingers fashioned a lyre. 
in verse three, and who will tell my Lord, the Lord himself, it is he who hears. So I really love that too, because it establishes that relationship between David and God, right? It's not about, sometimes it's not about meeting another person. Sometimes it's about that intimate relationship with God and that God hears us and is with us. Um, and keeping going just a little bit, it was he who sent his messenger and took me from my father's sheep and anointed me with his anointing oil. My brothers were handsome and tall, but the Lord was not pleased with them. I went out to meet the foreigner and he cursed me by my idols, but I drew his own sword. I beheaded him and removed disgrace from the people of Israel. So we get a little blood and gory here, but I think it is David, even in the blood and gory, it is David going, okay, God, I accept this challenge. You know, you have picked, I, you want me? Okay. I, I've, I've had a moment of like doubt and all that. But okay, now I accept your challenge. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is David and Goliath, right? This might be one of the more explicit times in the Psalms where we hear David talking about a famous Bible story, right? right. Like we hear David reflecting in the Psalms on his life, right? Like, so we can get sense of of where David maybe is in, in the narrative. But yeah, I mean, this is, they're going around, they're looking for somebody and, and here's this tiny kid who tries on the armor and it doesn't fit and whatever. And they're like, no, God says, this is the guy that's going to go against the giant. Um, and just to think like what, what that moment meant to David. And then as he's reflecting back on this, um, the Lord himself, it is he who hears, you know, yeah. he took me like God did this. And gave me the strength. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, David would probably be the first. I don't know. David has some pride issues. So David would maybe take some credit for this. Like I have really good aim and I have a great arm. And so when I threw that rock. Yeah. But when he gets past that pride, I think David would be the first to say, I'm, you know, a worm and no man. Yeah. Um, But when I threw that rock, God did that. Yeah. Well, and I, I, that was such a great point that you made. Like often we don't, think about the scriptures, like telling the story, reflecting back on a story that's happened, you know, and that, and this is of course David and Goliath story, but him using that story, right. As, as again, like reassuring himself, I'm the one I, God chose me, you know, and that's, that's a great point. That's really cool. And it, I mean, it assumes that, that people know the story, right. And right. so, right. Right. How much, how much scripture, we know most of the stories. And so when we hear Jesus talk about things from the Old Testament, some of it we pick up, but some of it we don't because we don't know the Hebrew scriptures like Jesus did. We don't know it like Jesus listeners did. And so here we have an instance where it is, you know, everyone knows David and Goliath, but how much more, if we have a full sense of the arc of scripture, do we hear those references and we know, Oh, David's talking about this or, Oh, Jesus is alluding to that. It's kind of like this whole project, right, is like, let's look at the Bible from start to finish and not just pick up pieces from Sunday, right, and and jump around like the lectionary. But let's go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, and see what feeds what and and what plays off of what. Yeah, I'm so glad we did that. Like, even though sometimes it's been super hard because 
there's been some really uncomfortable stuff that you're like, oh my gosh. And, but I, I do feel like just on a personal note of getting to do this, like I am more in love with the scriptures than I ever have been before. And I think that is because of these conversations with you and, and the podcast and digging in. Um, and I also like love that even though you're a priest, you're, you're still like learning and about the scriptures and you're finding things that you never knew about before, or you didn't understand, or you're learning from other people. And so for me, I feel deeper into the scriptures than I did two and a half years ago when we started this or three and a half years. I don't even know how far we are. And that's been like a super gift for me. And then our hope, I think, is that other people feel that same way too. This is not like, let's just support Alan and Mary Balfour and listen to their podcast. Like that's, that's not what we want. What we want is for you to feel curious and engaged and how is this part of my life um and we want to give you a tool for that is is that how you feel about it yeah absolutely um you know we've talked about this throughout you are a cradle episcopalian i'm not and so we've had different approaches to the bible through our childhood and and whatever and there's a lot of beautiful things in the episcopal church um kind of a a recent history of like personal engagement with scripture is not among those Absolutely. Uh, gifts of the Episcopal church. I think that's changing, right? Like we're talking to people this summer that are helping change that. Like there's a lot of that. And so my goal here is not teaching because we're not lecturing except when Dr. Tony comes. I mean, he's the one that teaches and I miss him. I'm ready to hear what he has to say about Proverbs. Um, but just to show folks that like, you can just open something and read it and think critically about it and reflect on it. It doesn't have to be the scary thing. You know, I have parishioners who come up and they're like, you know, I want to start reading the Bible. Where do I start? Let's start with Mark, right? Like let's get some easy wins, you know, and don't get lost in when you're in the middle of something hard and you think you have to figure everything out. No, that time will come and we have some weeks where we get deeper into stuff and, and talk more critically about things. But sometimes it's just us reflecting on, oh, when Exodus says this, that touches my life in this way. Yeah. yeah. Like we, any, anyone, I mean, if we can do it, literally anybody can do it. Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm about to come up on my nine year anniversary from seminary, nine years ordained. And I was with my parents last week, helping my, them move into a new house. And my dad and I are like hanging up his diplomas and I'm sitting there thinking, I cannot believe I have a master's degree. Like I, I know it's not an academic degree for those that are out there, but it's the closest thing I'm ever going to get. And I struggled. I could get teary about this. I struggled my whole life with my academics, my whole life. Never came easy to me. I definitely had some reading disorders or dyslexia, something. I never got tested for any of that, but like really, really struggled. And so for someone like me to get a master's degree, in some ways, that's like one of the biggest achievements of my life, you know? And so then I think about it and I think I have a master's degree, but I still don't know this stuff. I still don't. I still have so much to learn. 
And so like, I think your point and what you were just saying, like made me really reflect on that is that what I hope people get is that you can do this too. You don't have to have a collar around your neck. You don't have to have a master's degree. You are so capable. And what I hope the podcast does in breaking this up in small increments and like going through the Bible the way that we are, that people see that and realize that because all of it comes back to deepening our relationship with God. Yeah. I mean, that goes Psalm 151, right? This is David and Goliath. My brothers were handsome and tall, but the Lord was not pleased with them. This is David realizing I'm not the biggest, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the best, but but I'm going to trust that God's doing something. And so, right, like we've had some really, really smart people on this um, show and people with advanced degrees and people that know these language, all of that. Um, I'm not one of those people. I'm but sorry. like I trust that God gives me something interesting to say. And I trust that just by nature of, you know, having the Holy Spirit's present presence in my life, that I have all the tools I need to engage scripture. I don't need degrees. I don't need commentaries. I don't need to know Greek or Hebrew. Thank God. All I need to know is the Holy Spirit working in me to like yeah. open the scriptures. And you do. And I do. And the people that are listening to, we all have that. Yeah. So thank God for the Psalms. Thank God for this journey that we've gotten to be on. I thank God for you, Alan. I thank God for me that we get to do this together, you know, and all the people that are listening. And I'm so excited about this summer. We want you to go check out Forward Movement. We want you to check out this summer, the creatives in ministry, and keep listening with us. Um, But most importantly, we want you to know that we love you, but most importantly, God does. 